0: On behalf of Bishop Kelly, Bishop Carroll, Bishop Sante, all the priests, brothers, sisters, and seminarians, I want to wish all of you a most happy and blessed Easter. The epistle is taken from St. Paul's Epistle to the Colossians, chapter 3. Brethren, if you be risen with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Mind the things that are above, not the things that are upon the earth for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ shall appear, who is your life, then you also shall appear with him in glory." And the Holy Gospel. Taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 28. And in the end of the Sabbath, when it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and coming rolled back the stone and sat upon it. And his countenance was as lightning and his raiment as snow. And for fear of him, the guards were struck with terror and became as dead men. And the angel answering said to the women, Fear not you, for I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. For he is risen, as he said. Come and see the place where the Lord was laid. And going quickly, tell ye his disciples that he is risen. And behold, he will go before you into Galilee. There you shall see him. Lo, I have foretold it to you. Thus far the words of today's holy gospel. Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Words taken from the Gospel of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Some years ago, my dear faithful, there was a classical composer who realized that classical music was not well appreciated. To help others see the value of the music, he traveled the world giving a talk about it. In this talk, the composer had a piano behind him. He announced he would play a piece of music just a few bars from the composer Chopin. He then sat at the piano, played it through. Then the composer turned back to his audience and he said, Do you know what I think probably just happened? When I started, you probably thought, that sounds very nice, how beautiful. Then you probably started getting distracted. This man knew that many did not catch the idea, the emotion, the story Chopin wished to tell. It was his belief that many don't enjoy classical music because they don't understand what it is trying to tell them. It is like a foreign language. People are not moved by it because they don't catch the meaning behind the notes. The speaker then turned back to the piano, and note by note, he told the story behind each one. He explained these first notes are sad. The next express longing, a reaching out but failing to grasp. Then, finally, there is peace. All is settled, yet still there is an overtone of sadness. The composer then stopped, turned from the piano, and he asked the audience, Think of someone you love who is no longer here. A beloved grandparent, a friend, someone in your life who you love with all your heart but is no longer with you. Bring that person into your mind. He then played that same piece from Chopin, this time in full. At last, the meaning of the song became obvious. The sadness over the loss, love that still longs for the beloved. Then the sad acceptance that he is beyond reach. That is the story Chopin wanted to tell, the passion he wished to convey. By the end of the song, all the audience was weeping. The music was truly beautiful now, love mixed with sadness. But before that explanation, it was probably nothing but a piece of elevating music to most of them. The composer restated that many do not appreciate classical music because they don't understand it. He encourages listeners to give classical music a try, to try to hear the story, the passion conveyed. These past few days, my dear faithful, we have taken part in many beautiful ceremonies. Ceremonies that told a story or in a sense, played a song to convey an emotion. On Holy Thursday, our Lord Jesus Christ gave us the gift of the blessed sacrament. He gave us himself as a parting favor before he embraced our sins and the punishment due to them. Through the night of Thursday to the morning of Good Friday, we commiserated with Jesus, while he was left so alone, so sorrowful, so heartbroken over mankind's sins. On Good Friday, we followed our Savior to the cross and adored our good God, suffering, bleeding, dying for us. We listened to the music, so to speak, of this suffering man-God, a symphony of sadness, of loss, and of love. His sadness over the loss of mankind due to sin. His love that still longs for men, so much so that he takes their sentence upon himself. And now today, Holy Saturday, that same song continues, for the ceremonies began with all veiled in darkness and sorrow for our Lord is dead. But then a new note was struck. Outside our doors, a flame was kindled. This represents the life of our Savior rekindled on earth again, as well as faith that he is risen. You see, in that ceremony, we joined St. Mary Magdalene and the other holy women who walked to the tomb of Christ, as we read in today's Gospel. For them, all was darkness, for their Lord was dead. They came to give Jesus Christ the last marks of respect, but there was no light of faith in their minds and hearts, no hope of seeing our Lord alive again, only sorrow at their loss but then the holy women find the, tomb of the the stone of the tomb rolled back. An angel was there and he began the new song. Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he is risen as he said. In the hearts of St. Mary Magdalene and the other holy w- women, a flame not of faith yet, but of hope is kindled. Saint Mary Magdalene especially was lit aflame. She ran to tell the apostles of this great and wondrous news. That is who the deacon represents when he carries the blessed fire into the chapel, a light shining in the darkness. He represents St. Mary Magdalene, who was the first to announce to the apostles the new glorious tidings, Christ is risen. But the apostles were deaf to the song of hope, blind to that light of truth. The crucifixion and all it entailed was just too terrible. All except St. John did not believe in our Lord's resurrection, and that is why the chapel remains in darkness. The Paschal candle was then blessed, representing the sacred body of our Savior. Then that candle was lit for all to see, for our Lord revealed himself to the apostles and proved to them he was truly alive. Finally, the apostles and disciples joined the symphony of Easter, their hearts lit aflame, symbolized by the candles throughout the church that were lit from the same fire of the Paschal candle. Then our Lord's prophecies came to their minds like a song's refrain. For as the angels reminded the holy women, he is risen as he said. Jesus Christ had forewarned his followers of the Passion, prophesied his sufferings and his death. The prophecies of the Old Testament, too, began to make sense to the apostles. That is the place the reading of the Twelve Prophecies holds. From Adam through each generation, always God has played the comforting and glorious symphony of divine power of his love for man and of his longing for our love in return. The song of the redemption and the resurrection has echoed throughout the centuries. With gratitude, joy, and hope, the apostles and disciples thank heaven for this gift of the light of faith, and we join them by praying the litany of the saints we beseech the help of heaven, that we may receive this light of faith and that our hearts join that same symphony by living that faith. At last, the mass begins and the celebrant comes to the Gloria and Excelsis and the song of Easter reaches its crescendo. The light of Christ drives away all darkness. And all clamor their praises like a choir bells, for Jesus Christ has conquered. The victory over sin is won, and we need only live the faith he has given us to conquer sin and everlasting death as well. This, my dear faithful, is the purpose of Holy Week, the story the Church wants to tell us the passion it hopes to light in our hearts and so now let us embrace that light of christ to live this faith and let others hear the song of easter through our lives no matter the darkness of the world for dark it has always been if we have jesus christ we have light we have joy amidst this valley of tears then let us play the song of virtue and victory for all is according to the divine plan our lord's triumph on palm sunday was as much part of his plan as the scourging at the pillar so too my dear faithful in our own day God has a plan for everything. When he allows evil, when we suffer the cross, we must always remember there is a greater good he will draw out of it. That greater good is first and foremost our own practicing virtue. Let us then especially practice the virtues of hope and of joy so proper to Eastertide. Please God, may others see in us that even amidst the darkness, the light of Christ still shines. As the angel at the tomb said, fear not, fear not, for he is risen as he said. He is risen, sin is conquered, the victory is won. The gates of heaven are opened. Truly live your faith, my dear faithful, and take part in this triumph of Christ. May God bless you and may you have a most happy and blessed Easter. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.